I'm Kim Grinnells of Dogman.com with Chris Fetter, Scott Eklund. Day one, fall football camp 2019 in the books from the shores of Lake Washington. Absolutely beautiful day out here today, probably low 80s. Blue Angels were out the beginning part of practice and kind of buzzed the practice field a little bit. And the only, per the only thing it really seemed to stir up was the bald eagles went absolutely insane when that happened. But just a beautiful day. Practice wasn't as long as we expected. Only about an hour and a half. We're usually used to, you know, somewhere between two and two and a half hours. But reasoning for cutting practice short, Chris? Well, I talked to Pete Kwiatkowski after practice. And he said it kind of wasn't his lane in terms of the details of why they were doing it. But apparently they did some research. And, you know, these guys are coming out first practice. And they, they want to go balls to the wall. And mm -hmm. they want to go hit something. And they can't wear full pads until fifth practice. So I think they found through their research that it's better to kind of ramp these guys up a little bit. And kind of, okay, get them going. Get their feet wet a little bit but then start to kind of ease up and ease up and ease up and just kind of gradually work their way into it. And eventually get to like four-hour practices? Exactly. Don't do it days. Yeah. yeah. You talk about the sports science. Talk a little bit about uh, what some of the linemen had on top of their helmets, Chris. Yeah, we, uh, I asked, uh, talked to Bart Fulmer just for a few minutes, and um, they had on what they call guardian caps, which they had regular helmets. And then on top of them, they have kind of what people would see in the seven-on-sevens, Nowadays, kind of that, uh, that waffle pattern, on a, and, it, and it supposedly it helps with impact. And um, we asked them why they weren't doing it maybe with everybody and just the linemen. Well, the main thing is they don't want them to get hung up as like receivers and DBs are going across each other. And with the linemen, usually they're kind of squaring up, right? So if they're squaring up and they're going straight at each other, they can hopefully minimize some of the impact a little bit on that. So that, that was kind of the basic explanation. Also, I think another reason why you definitely want to do the linemen, not just because they're going head up, but those are guys who are bashing heads every play, whereas receivers, running backs, quarterbacks, they're not necessarily getting hit in the head every play. So I think that's another reason why you want to make sure you get the linemen that, because imagine that for basically, what, five months, four and a half months, Linemen, it, without the padding on the top, they're getting bashed in the head every day for how many reps per, per game? And uh, Bart also said that uh, Washington isn't the only school doing it. He said quite a few schools are doing this now. And they're just doing it as a – not. Um, it's like a trial. Yeah, a trial, trial thing just to kind of see how it impacts and if it really saves, saves them some stuff. We'll just jump right into it. You know, the thing that people are most concerned with and the biggest questions that people would have and wanting us to report on today, what about the practice uniforms, Scott? The only thing I noticed about the practice uniforms they are they're new. They're not the raggedy ones that they used to wear at practice. But, yeah, I mean, they're practice uniforms. Yeah. I mean, there's not much more to say. I noticed a few things. What? They're a lot more purple. Yeah, that is true. They're a lot more purple, and you the numbers the numbers are way bigger. Now, I don't know if these are the their gamers. I mean, yeah. with Adidas, you know, they, they their practice uniforms may be a little different than their gamers. I mean, the gamers might be might have smaller numbers. I don't know, but the practice the numbers for the practice uniforms were perfect for the media. <laughs> You can actually read them as long as they don't get bunched up in the, in the padding. Well, the purple was definitely purple. Mm -hmm, very purpley. <laughs> and the white was definitely a bright white. Yeah. Now, we'll see how they turn out after a couple washes. You know, they might start turning a little bit yellow, a little bit gold, but 
Okay, we got through the important stuff that, but uh, well, I would also say too is that the contrast with the with the green of the new field turf probably doesn't hurt either. Though. It's not field turf. Well, whatever it is, it's, it's, it's new turf. Yeah, it's similar. To, I guess it's called. I guess it's astroturf. Similar. It's not not your mother's astroturf. No, not and it's not the omni turf. You know that Oregon seemed to make infamous or famous or whatever you want to call it. But but, it, it, but it that green is pretty bright. It definitely felt like the practice was in Technicolor today. Mm. I mean, all the colors just happened to be way brighter than you'd normally see them. And then the blue and white clouds and the blue angels flying out mm. there. But uh, everybody wants to know about the quarterbacks. Um, Jacob Eason took the first team reps with the first reps out there, and then he did. No, no it was Jake Hayner. I thought Hainer. it. I no. thought it was. No, uh, no. It, it was Jake Hayner. The first team. one I saw. Okay, then. okay, that's fine. And he did get first team reps. It just yeah. that wasn't the first first team reps. So it was Jake Hayner. Then it was Jacob Sermon, and then it was Jacob Eason. He actually was out there with the third unit when he, the first time he went out. Then he came out with the first unit, okay. so it was it was it's an interesting thing just to watch how they how they decided to do it. And I I was talking to some of the other media people, and I said I would not put it past Peterson to have him run with the third unit for the first five practices, so that we don't talk about anything but the fact that he's with the third team. Third team. Well, so. but that's what we'll talk about then. Uh, but that's what I mean. I, I think he's more than happy to have us talk about that. He's more than happy for us to, to espouse conspiracy theories. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there wasn't a lot to pick and choose between no. the quarterbacks today. I mean, it's the first day of practice. I think they all had their moments, including Dylan Morris. I thought, you know, Jacob Sermon looked okay. I thought uh, Jay Kaner's still throwing balls that maybe he wouldn't normally throw if he knew he was the starting quarterbacks. To me, it seems like sometimes he's making throws because he knows that in order to win that starting job, he yeah, needs to make things happen. He needs yeah. to make things happen. Uh, that the pass he threw, I don't know if it was his first pass or not, but he threw. You it know, was, it wasn't his first pass, but it was. It, it's a pass he shouldn't have thrown. I mean, it's, in, right into the can, middle. Can you of the details? Line. Well, I, I mean, we can't really. It's a. It was a short pass. No, but I mean, um, to, to who somewhere. and did it get picked uh, off? It was a short, it? I think it was Austin Osborne. I didn't. Okay. It kind of got the defensive lost line, the time, but <laughs> the defensive line and the defensive backs and the linebackers just converged on, it. and he had to throw it through like six arms before it actually got to the receiver. It wasn't hit by any of the defensive guys, but I mean, it shouldn't have been thrown. You got to throw that in the ground yeah. and just live for another play. I don't, I don't remember who threw the threw the pass, but near the end, they had a lot of the true freshmen out there. And it uh, it got knocked around on the line of scrimmage and fought to a to a tele. He had it in his hands. He had it in his hands. He, the, oh, the the, oh, the whole defense was going absolutely nuts <laughs> because it would have been a sure pick six because they were doing it in the in the like the five ten yard line yeah. going out. I got it with my left hand, right hand, left, right, left, yeah. and then oh, it was right. just a juggling act and all. He just couldn't come up with it. But uh, That's it was a dream a, of a defensive lineman. I mean, ask uh, yeah. um, Greg Gaines. Greg Gaines when yeah. he had that one again was it against Stanford. Was it Stanford? I think it was Stanford, think it was Stanford, yeah. Stanford, yeah. And, I mean, the, the whole bench just erupts when a defensive lineman gets an interception. Yeah, big big boy's not supposed to get no. balls like that. They, 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 they do. Yeah. yeah. I know all the fans are saying, you know, we want to know about the quarterbacks. We want to know who's standing out, who looks the best. But on a day like today, I would say, frankly, I thought all the quarterbacks had their moments. But I would say even more in general, I thought the offense actually looked pretty good today. Well, so I made the comment to you, Chris. Hasn't there? There's been fall and spring camps where it's taken two or three weeks before we've seen a touchdown by the offense. There were two touchdowns today. Yeah. One of them was in seven on seven, but it would have been a touchdown one way or the other. And the second one was, um, and they were both Dylan Morris throwing to uh, Trey Lowe. 
and Trelo beats a guy on the outside. I don't, I couldn't see who the defender was because it was on the opposite side of the field. Yeah. But he beats him for probably a 25-yard touchdown reception yeah. and then comes back in seven-on-seven seven and throws a beautiful pass right, uh, right in stride. Um, basically threw it before Lowe had even really made his move, made his move, beh- got behind the defensive back, caught it at about the, you know, his front – thrown from the 50 to about the 30 and then or 20 and then run it's in. It's kind of one of those classic throws where it's yeah. kind of like in between the levels and he yeah. and they and they dialed it up perfect right yeah. in between the levels and he caught it like you said he caught it on stride to the point where he was literally just chugging and yeah. no one was going to be catching yeah, it. Yeah, we'll we'll just call it two touchdowns even though I typically don't in 7 on 7 but it was that that's not going to be stopped. Right. You know, in any of, even in a Well, and I saw a couple plays by Chico McClatcher and all of a sudden I'm thinking Slot position ain't looking so bad right now. They 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 hit the ground running pretty well today. When you take a look at the wide receivers, the one new guy Puka Nakua doesn't look like his first time practice. He passes the he passes the look test. He walks around like he knows what he's doing. He doesn't look like during the headlights he at all. Out, was he out there for the juggling catch? Were you out there for the juggling catch that he made? Did you see? Yeah, it's already yeah. already oh, probably the catch that. at camp. I, I don't think you're going to top that. No, because he so Key was Taylor, it Key Taylor? Yeah, he has perfect coverage on him. They both go up for the ball. Ball tips up in the air. Both fall to the ground. The ball falls right into Puka Nakua, who claps his knees together, yeah. grabs the ball, and then grabs it from between his knees for a, what, 35, 40 yards? Yeah, people need to understand that the ball is probably ten, like 8 to 10 feet in the air after it gets deflected. He's literally on his back. His entire body is on the back. And he's so looking, is Keith Taylor. Yeah, and, and he sees the ball, and he can't reach the ball. And it literally goes right between like his knees and his shins, and he just catches it. Catches it. Mm-hmm. it was crazy. When you take a look at him, he was a little bit different body style than uh, I thought he was going to be. Uh, I thought he was a just small? Uh, thick. Yeah, he's thicker. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's kind of got that little thicker build, uh, unlike Marquis Spiker or uh, Ty Jones. He's, he, he's thick. Yeah, he's, he's definitely a guy who, from a body standpoint, Looks like he'd be able to handle coming out there as a true freshman. Now we just need to see if how he's going to handle learning the offense and 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 learning how to read defenses and do all those different things. Yeah, you know, not like I said, you know, not a lot to pick and choose between the wide receivers today either. Um, you know, a lot of it has to do with just some of the drills that they're doing, the quarterbacks throwing it to them as well. And as always, the defense is always a little bit ahead of the offense. Kim, I would say too. Yeah, the the, the defense had certainly some moments. I would say it's all. It was also a great sign that Quentin Bounds. Was there? Oh, he looked looked hundred percent. He's doing the Dante Pettis thing too, coloring yeah. his hair. Did you see that? No, it's like blue and green out the bottom. Oh, okay, it like gray. Oh, it was a gray. It almost I thought it gray. was blue yeah. and green. Well, when Dante Pettis did it, he had kind of the purplish and grayish uh-huh. type thing going too. So, but either way, um, it was just great to see that he was out there. Uh, Mickey Ayu was out there. So the guys that Peterson said with the knee injuries that were recovering, doing the rehab, all that kind of stuff, they looked pretty good right out of the gate. And let's. It's going to be in, you put it in your notes. I'm going to put it in my report. But the three guys who Peterson said wouldn't be participating right away were still out there and doing stuff on the side. They were yeah. they were on the bikes. They were working with the training staff. That was Cole Norgard. That was um, trying well, to, Jacob Kaiser Jacob and Kaiser Troy Fal- Faltano. Yeah. yeah.
Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. Talk a little bit about the offensive line rotation. You guys probably noticed that a lot more than I did, you know, just the units that were working together. So the first team was what we all expected it to be. Trey Adams, left tackle. Um, uh, Luke Wattenberg, left guard. Center is Nick Harris. Right, ta- uh, right guard is Jackson Kirkland. And right tackle is Jared Hilbers. Yep. Um, they kind of just stayed together the whole time. The second unit saw some rotation because, uh, as Peterson said in his in his preseason presser, uh, Mateo Mele and um, Henry Roberts are both going to take snaps at center because Cole Nurgard is out. So when one took s- snaps at center with the second unit, the other guy was out of left tackle and then vice versa. Um, so that was kind of your center and, and, and uh, left tackle. Then you had left guard was MJ Ale, right guard Victor Kern, right tackle Henry Bainavalu. Give me your thoughts, Chris, on Henry Roberts' center. I like it. I mean, first of all, he's a fifth-year senior. They need to get him involved. Um, when you're looking at uh, when Cole Norgard not there with Corey Luciano playing tight end, who we can talk a little bit about as well. <laughs> he looks like, um, an, offensive he, he looks like an offensive lineman playing tight end, <laughs> just as you would expect. He, he will trim down, I suspect, in the coming he will, weeks. He will trim down, and he will also look like he actually knows what he's doing running routes right now. He just... But I'll tell you what, I was talking to you guys about it. I was like, the jumbo, the jumbo packages look, could look pretty nice right now. Um, yeah, I like Henry at center. Remember, you're a fifth-year senior. He's a really smart kid, and he's not small either. Well, it is unusual that you see – I was talking about Mateo Mele as well to you, Scott. Both Henry Roberts and Mateo Mele getting reps at second team, 13th center, and they're also tackles, which you just don't often see. You know, you haven't really seen that since, like, Coleman Shelton, for instance. And Coleman Shelton played all five positions. So I could see a scenario where now Henry Roberts plays all five positions or is capable of. Mateo Mele down the road could be a guy that could maybe play all five positions as well. So Scott Huff may be grooming Mateo Mele as one of the well, – his, his Swiss Army knife type guy down the road. But, again – Fifth-year senior, you got to get him involved in the lineup. If you can play him an interior, outside at tackle, he, it's just a bonus. So I think you, right now it feels like Henry Roberts has to be that first guy off the bench. Day one impact of losing Jacob Kaiser at tight end? Um, right now I would say minimal um, because you've got Kate Otten there. You've got Hunter Bryant. Those are probably, those are probably your first one, your one and two tight ends anyway. Kaiser was probably number three or 2A or 2B, whatever you want to call it. Um, Devin Culp got a lot more reps. A lot more reps. And, and I saw um, Luciano getting his reps, but he was he did more of his damage as a blocker, not as a – he's not really – he's just not a – he's not a route runner. He doesn't know how to run a route. He's never done that he before. Did well, he did five steps yeah. out and turn around. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that's – that's really what it is. We're looking forward to him yeah. them throwing a pass to him. Yeah, it's going to be it's interesting. It's going to happen. Yeah, I'm sure it will. I mean, he looks athletic, but if you if you throw him out there as a lineman, he looks athletic as a lineman. As a 
tight end, he looks kind of a plotter at this well, point. Well, no, he's huge. He, yeah. He's he like I said, he's a what is he? offensive lineman. He's 270, 268, 270. He is an offensive lineman right now in a, in a tight end's number. Mm-hmm. Why do I get the feeling, you know, we've got El Gaucho out here catering dinner for these guys with steaks on the grill and stuff, and all these guys are going to be eating steaks, and they're going to put a salad in front of Luciano. Maybe. <laughs> you never know. Uh, Scott, you mentioned the secondary to me before we started this. You know, talk a little bit about the secondary rotation. Yeah, so uh, – uh, who, Kim, you talked to Jimmy Lake, right? Yeah. You talked to Jimmy Lake. Did he mention about wh- why he threw out the five that he threw out? He didn't say. You know, I think the one guy that he's really intrigued with out there um, is adding Julius Irvin to the mix. Yeah. When you have a guy like Miles Bryant um, who's doing things like Kevin King did, um, you know, where they can line up at slot, they can line up outside, they can line up at either safety spot. Those guys are really valuable. And right now, Miles Bryant can do that. Elijah Molden can do that. But uh, Julius Irvin, you know, is going to be able to be that guy as well. And he's a different size guy and a different type of athlete. Yeah, I, I wish we had figured out a way to ask the question of is he looking for his best five or is he looking for well, you know guys what he's going to tell you. He's going to tell you he's looking for his best okay. five. Well, his best five, at least today, According to him, the way he threw it out there was Kyler Gordon and um, Keith Taylor out wide, Elijah Molden over the slot, um, Cameron Williams playing more what Taylor Rapp did where it was closer to the line, and then Miles Bryant was playing the free safety spot. And obviously that would rotate depending on motion and different things like that and shifts. But, yeah, that was his first five. Now his second five were, was Brendan McKinney and Alex Cook at safety. Brendan McKinney was playing closer to the line. Um, you had you had uh, Dominic Hampton and who was the other corner? Trent McDuffie. Trent, McDu- Trent McDuffie, and then who was over the slot? I couldn't remember that one. Oh, who was over the Oh, it was uh, Gilchrist. Yeah. Gilchrist was, was over the slot. So that's kind of the 10 that they were working with today in the first two units. And then they were throwing in Asa Turner got some reps. I think he got reps with the twos. And like Irvin, um, like you said. Cameron, Cameron Fabi-Kulanen also got some reps. So And Irvin. Yeah, Irvin was out there too. So just a lot of different body parts and body styles out there. So it's kind of interesting how they're going to be able to work it. But... I've said it from the beginning. I thought the best five that they would end up with, and you and I just talked about it on the air when we were on KJR just a couple weeks ago. We said, uh, or a week and a half ago, we said, who do we think it would be? You thought it might be Dominic Hampton outside because of the both the, those two big corners. And I, that's still a possibility, I think. But I think Kyler Gordon's going to notch up that, uh, that other spot. And since Jimmy's been here, one of the things that – I've noticed is there's different guys in there for different packages mm-hmm. they're playing. You know, if they're going to play a dime nickel, if they're going to blitz, and, you know, they put some guy in there, you know, like Miles Bryant was really effective last year coming off the mm-hmm. edge, blitzing the quarterback. You know, so um, best five, I think there's something to the best five, but I think there's also something to different packages, and those best five today I think would be completely oh, different tomorrow and the it next could day. Be. Absolutely could be. I'm just saying that's yeah. – I personally think the best five is probably the f- first five that were out there, but you cannot deny what Julius Urban brings when he's healthy. You can't deny that Dominic Hampton and Keith Taylor out there on the outside. Who are you throwing to? Yeah. Who are you throwing at? Well, my, my only qualm is do you guys see Cameron Williams already being in the best five? Yes, I do. Okay. I mean, Brandon McKinney, I love Brandon McKinney and his length. He, he's not as good in coverage as Cameron Williams is. Cameron Williams is top notch out of the slot. And Jimmy's got, got a nice problem trying to figure out. He's got a out. nice problem. And I'll tell you what, I've said it before, I'll say it again. 
the coach's job is not only to coach guys up and to recruit, they have to manage the egos once they get here. They have to keep guys happy. They have to get everybody pointed in the same direction. And I'll tell you what, it's people can say, look at the talent Jimmy Lake has recruited and how he's coached him up. It's got to be easy. You know, just kind of roll the ball out there and let it, let his guys play. No, you have to keep these guys happy and get them all focused and going toward the same goal. That is not an easy thing to do with oh, the kind of egos. I was going to say, all that said, Cameron Williams feels like a super low oh. ego type guy. Oh. Well, but I think that's where you come in with the, and I know people were kind of getting away from the OKG thing, but that's where when they go through the process and they're interviewing these kids. Are they good teammates? Are they good teammates? Are they guys who are going to sulk and be pissy off the field because they're not starting? Or are they going to be guys who are motivated by that to work harder? And to try and get on the field by working harder and outworking their their teammates, which would then make the other team make the teammate work hard. You know, I mean, it's just they feed off of each other. So that's where, you know, pe- it isn't just about. We've said it before a lot. It's not always about finding the best talent. Obviously, that's important, but it's also about who's going to fit on the team and be able to work together as a team. Well, again, yeah. that's where we go. Is it best five or is it the five that fit? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think that I. You're asking the wrong person. You should have, you should have talked to Jimmy Lake today. I think. <laughs> Had a chance to uh, get a flash of Trent McDuffie's athleticism oh, today. Yeah. Um, I, I, him and uh, Kyler Gordon. I mean, those two are just freak athletes. Um, Cam Fab. I, I mean, we're not going to call him Cameron Fabiculon, and are we? Can we just call him Cam Fab and not sound like? Well, they called him Fabby. <laughs> Seems like everyone pretty much yeah, does not, a variation of something. We're not going to go to the Rick Riz, start calling everybody with an I or a Y on the end of their name, Scotty. Yeah. <laughs> but, Timmy. There we go. Chrissy. Chrissy, yeah. At least <laughs> mine is still a dude's name. <laughs> yeah. you're, all, you're all my pals. Yeah. yeah, and the other big question mark that we're seeing on this team, you know, is the linebackers. Did you notice anything today? I, I, I kind of noticed one thing, and, and it's definitely something that I saw at the beginning of spring, and that it looks like Bob Gregory really wants to see Kyler Manu succeed. He's going to give him every opportunity to work with Brandon Wellington. He, I, think he, he, I think he loves the combination of Jackson Sermon and MJ Tafisi. I don't think he wants to break those guys up. And the only way you do this is to play the seniors together. And I, I think he likes those combinations. And I think, I don't know if it's a hell or high water type of situation, but it certainly feels like he's going to give Kyler Manu every chance to win that job. So at middle linebacker, we had Wellington and uh, Manu as the starting two middle guys. Right. Um, the second two were Tafisi and Sermon. So who was with Calvert? Do you, was it? Ogden? It was Eddie. No, it was Ulafoscio. Ulafoscio, that's right. Edifuan Ulafoscio. Yeah. Yeah, get remember that name, folks. Get get used to it, because hey, Kim, Kim, we have to talk about it. Well, no, are you talking we, about the kicking? Yeah, I no, 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 no. We we still have some linebackers to talk okay. about. Okay, let's talk about the outside guys. Okay, so we all thought that you know with Benning Potowai coming or going inside defensive line, and, and Pete Kwiatkowski said they still have options with Benning as a, as their jack, as they're as, as still playing some kind of outside. When he says outside linebacker, I'm thinking more like maybe seven technique yeah. or something. But he said him and Josiah Bronson can play that position. But we kind of assumed once he moved inside that Joe Tryon and Ryan Bowman were going to be the guys on the outside to start, and they were. But I'll tell you what, the thing that I was most impressed with. Third team. Yeah, third team, but 
the combination of Zion Tupola Fatui and Laatu Latu <laughs> could be incredible next year. I mean, I'm this not, year. We're, not this yeah, we're not. We're not. We're, we're, we're not going to pencil them in quite yet. Although Laatu Latu Kwiatkowski did not discount the fact that he's a guy that could play this year. And, you know, 6'4", 272 pounds. He does he not can, look 272 either. No, he, he's got that rugby thing going where he just looks big. Yeah. And um, I'll tell you what. I mean, he made, he made a couple of the tackles out there look fairly foolish. I'm not going to name names. I don't need – we're going to protect, protect the innocent. But, uh, no, they're not that ooh, innocent, but yeah. I'll tell you what. Everything – and I saw him at the Polynesian Bowl, Kim. I, I saw him – do some damage there and that kind of stuff. He is every bit as advertised in person. I mean, and again, I saw him in person down there, but he's done nothing to dispel the idea that he could come in and play as a true freshman. I think he's got that and, potential. And Zion, man, yeah. he's he is thick. He is big. Yeah, he's two sixty five minimum. You're talking about two sixty five on one side as a stand up guy, two seventy on the other side as a stand up guy. Yeah, I mean that is like sick. there was who was it? Was it was it pleasant or was it? Was it Newton? I can't no, it was remember. Pleasant. Was it, it was Pleasant? Pleasant, yep. pleasant tried to tried to uh, go inside and then bounce it outside, and Latu held the edge, and he literally just he just scraped off the tackle, and it was all. It went in. I mean, it was just a like a come to Jesus type moment. It, it would not have been pretty for Kamari, and it was it was nothing he could do. It was just perfect technique, and he just yeah. a, he's a massive kid. As far as who who was running with the twos um, on those outside, it was Miles Rice on one side. I'm remember, I'm not remembering the other one. Would it have been Nada? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, it was Cause Nada. Because Pikowkowski did say that Ariel Nada is going to be back outside. I he know looks good. they talked a little bit about, you know, they used him a little bit inside as kind of an experiment this last spring. I think they like him more because he's an impact guy outside. Still, still a little light. Um, you can tell he's still a little, but he carries it well. He's, he's got the Josh Shirley factor. Yeah, I still, really I've always does. felt that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he's listed at 215, mm-hmm. a little bit light. I'll tell you what, like I said, jo- what did Josh Shirley play at, 220? Something like that. 225, yeah. Okay. yeah. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You wanted to get to the kicking game, Scott. <laughs> Quit laughing. I just, we're going to send people over the edge right now. The Aurora Bridge better get ready. There's going to be people. Uh, Peyton Henry steps up, 32-yarder, nails it. Tim Horn, same spot, 32-yarder, hooks it left. So, look. It was a first kick, okay? I don't want to make too much of it, but I was like, oh, that's going to send people into friggin' frenzy right there. Well, yeah, but, the, but, but Peyton's kick against Oregon was, was Washington's version of wide right. Mm-hmm. So at least he didn't go wide right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I snuck out where I was walking um, back to the press room, but um, Tim Horn was out there punting. He's got, well, a, yeah, he, he's a, pun- he he's a, got a He's got a big leg. Yeah, he was a punter and a kicker at um, Punahou. Yeah. So... Um, and actually, the only picture I had of him for a long time when they started recruiting him was as a punter. He had to send me one as a kicker. And he's a legitimate 6'2". Yeah. I mean, he's not like a super high-waisted kid, but he's got pretty long levers. He looks like Joel Whitford. I mean, it, it, without the numbers, he looks like Joel Whitford out there. So, I mean, they're that big. he's that big. Yeah. Wrap it up, Chris. Final thoughts. 
Final thoughts, obviously, um, was surprised about the shortness of practice. I mean, what was a little over an hour and a half, maybe hour 40. Um, so it was great to get an explanation as to why, and, and it does make sense, I think. These guys are so chomping at the bit to, to get going and get after it, yet at the same time, they can't hit each other until fifth practice because that's when they get into full pads. So, you know, like Pete Kukowski said, it was a first, first day that was good, but they were in their pajamas, and, uh, you know, he liked the energy. I think it was, there was a lot of positives there. I think with Scott, I agree. It was good to see the offense hit the ground running how they did. It's been a while. I've been a few camps since we've seen the offense have some success right away. Day, yeah. And so, again, Chris Peterson would look at that and go, okay, that means the defense is not, suck, not yeah. doing their job, right? Terrible. But I, I wouldn't necessarily say that, but I thought overall good, good enthusiasm, good energy, um, good to start out. I think it was even good that the three guys that didn't get a play were in uniform and out there doing something because you just don't know. I mean, he said they weren't going to be available, but sometimes when they're not available, sometimes they're out rehabbing or they're doing, and it's more serious. So I took that as a positive sign too. Scott Eklund, final thoughts? Uh, liked what I saw from the freshmen. Keep an eye out. Um, it won't be up tonight. It'll probably be first thing tomorrow morning. I'll have an article up on each of the freshmen, um, even the ones who enrolled early, just how they've changed their bodies in just this short time they've been here, and uh, just the overall eye test. And then I'll also do another one on who stood out in the first, you know, just of all the team, you know, who, who just stood out physically and maybe made a play or two, you know, here or there. Uh, second of all, um, like Chris said, uh, good, good first start for the, for the offense considering that it has taken them a while to get going. Um, I really like some of the pieces on defense. I just think they're needing to work it all out together. They're not going to be as tough as they were right away. I think that they'll get there. They're not there yet, though. And then third thing is um, the reason we didn't talk about running backs, running backs don't do much when there's no pads. So just give it some time. We'll talk about those guys. But they have some dudes. They have some dudes at running back. I rem Richard Newton, <laughs> he's, he's a dude. So we just got to see him actually get out and do it. But, yeah. And then Savon, explosive. So. And real quick, Kim, and I will, just to let people know, I'm putting out also a two deep, just based on what we saw today. I mean, you can, I'll preface it, make sure that people understand. It it's a kind of a, change. it's a grain of salt type yeah. of situation, but this is the way they lined up and we'll see what happens maybe a week, two weeks from now. First day of practice, early in the week, I'm looking at the weather report and Friday was the only day that they were expecting rain. It rained early this morning. Like, you know, early, early morning, and then it was some, still raining this morning. But uh, a little bit humid out there today. The weather was perfect. I mean, it was probably mid to high 70s, I would guess, yeah. on the water. Um, you know, perfect weather. You know, and the one thing that really stood out to me today, we've been doing this since 1997. This may be the biggest team that Washington has ever fielded. There's some big, big guys. I mean, there's just some big, big human Can, beings. What was, what was the year that – was it Gilby's year? Was it 0304 maybe when Cal came up here? Yeah. And you made the comment because you were down there. Oh, and you were looking at that going, um, their guys versus Washington's guys. It's like rolling off the bus. You're looking no, at them going, man, it alive. Cal. It was USC. I thought it was Cal. It was Cal. Oh, it was? I'm yeah, but that, but that was like – but it was a Gilby or was it first year of – Willingham, it was whatever it was like 15 years ago plus. Oh, yeah. It's times have changed. Well, yeah, and then the other one was you know in Tyrone's year when Oklahoma rolled in, and I'm looking at Adrian well, Peterson and going, that's a running back, you know. Well, so it's not just so that. just yeah. so just you know yeah. it's maybe the biggest team I've ever seen. There is some big big. 
big dudes, especially on uh, the different lines and the defensive ends. And then, you know, not only an offensive line and defensive end, but you take a look at the size of some of those guys in the secondary. And, you know, they're big as mm-hmm. well. Um, yeah, I mean, you couldn't ask for a better day for practice out here. It's good to see the guys. Um, day one. You know, uh, I'm sure things are going to escalate starting tomorrow. But, uh, you know, hey, we've got four more practices that we're going to be able to cover. So um, just a reminder, if you're looking for those daily updates and breaking news alerts, just shoot us a note, huskystadium at gmail.com, subject line newsletter. We will get those out. I've still got some betting slips left, Scott. What should we do? Who's player of the day, by the way? Who's the player uh, of the day? Player of the day, I would say Trey Lowe. All right, so player of the day. Just put a post out on the message board. Player of the day on the subject line. And then in the body, put Trey Low. If you misspell it or you do it differently than that, you don't qualify. Player of the day. It's like stump the band. Player of the day. And then just Trey Low. That's it. We'll send you out a betting slip. And what that is is i got Washington, a $20 betting slip at 30 to 1 to win the national championship. And we'll just go ahead and mail that out to you. So, um, just, just right. 600 bucks in the mail. 600 bucks. Yeah, there it is. So, uh, like I said, I wanted to get the Oregon under on the number of wins of the year, but they didn't have that up when I was down there mm-hmm. yet. So, hey, from all of us at dogman.com, I'm Kim McReynolds. Along Newsletter? With- I already did. Oh, you did it? Oh, sorry. Wasn't paying attention. Sorry. <laughs> I, My bad. No, wait a minute. I'm the one who doesn't pay attention. Okay. That's me. You don't get to do that. Take, take two. That's my mistake. Sorry about that. Take two. Hey, it's uh, again, just for all of us at dogman.com, I'm Kim Grenolds with Scott Eklund, who's not paying attention. Chris Fetters, go dogs.